Hey, how you doing? My name's Greg Knapp, and this is Find Your Purpose, Live Your Passion. Today on the podcast, some questions to find your purpose and create your best life and think your way to success. Ready? Let's go. You know how you sometimes feel stuck? Like you're drifting through life, going through the motions? You know you were created for something more, that an average life just isn't enough for you. Then you're in the right place. Find your purpose. Live your passion. Let's go. Are you at a point in your life where something needs to change? Maybe you feel stuck, even trapped. Are you just drifting through life, doing all the things you're supposed to do, but not going after the things you really want to do? What if I told you the way to start is to turn inward? To find your purpose, look in and look up. I'm very big on the idea of asking yourself empowering questions. It's a big part of how I coach people to create the goals and plans they use to create extraordinary lives. We ask ourselves questions all the time. For good and bad, our brains come up with answers no matter what we ask. Greg, I don't ask myself questions. I don't talk to myself in my head. Uh, I think you probably do. Have you ever asked yourself things like this? How could I be so stupid? <laughs> you aren't, but your brain will come up with an answer if you ask that question. Man, why does this always happen to me? It doesn't always happen to you, does it? But again, your brain will assume it does and come up with the reasons why. Why do I constantly fail? Do you really fail constantly? No, but your brain will rationalize that for you too. I love what Billy Sunday said. More men fail through lack of purpose than lack of talent. See, you ask those types of questions and you're not going to get where you want to go. Those questions beat you down and waste your time. They can even become self-fulfilling prophecies. Remember what Henry Ford said. If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So let's ask questions that encourage you, lift you up, get you excited, lead you to the results you want. But first, we better get clear on a few things. Number one, why do you want to change your life? Because I'm not happy, Greg. Jeez. Okay, I get things aren't where you want them to be, and I'm sorry about that horrible Napoleon Dynamite imitation. I'm not trying to get down on you. I'm just trying to help you get clear on why you must change. That's going to keep you going when the journey starts to get tough, and it will. It always does, if it's worth doing. It all starts with your why, your purpose. Then we get back to what you really want and the obstacles holding you back from starting to get it. You get 100% clear on your why, 100% clear on your what, then your how will appear. The how really becomes the easy part. I asked one of the people I work with, why do you want to change your life? And he said, you have to think about it for a minute. Right there, there's a problem, right? But, but he really did already know down deep. But I don't think he'd ever really taken the time to articulate it and bring it out to his conscious mind. So after a little bit, he said, Greg, I'm tired of just going through the motions. I'm not sure if I know my purpose. I think if I could figure that out, it would help me make the changes to make my life better. All right, all right, we're, we're starting now, right? Okay, good. So how about this? What do you mean by make your life better? What do you mean by better? And he said he wanted to earn an income to provide for his family so they could live in a better neighborhood with better schools and they would have everything they need. Beyond that, Greg, I feel stuck, he said. I, I don't know where I'm going next. I don't feel needed where I work. My self-confidence is low. 
I want to find purpose in my life and work so I can love what I do and take care of my family. All right, now we're starting to get somewhere. From there, I asked him, how, how would that goal change your life? emotionally, relationally, financially, and more, every part of his life. And the goal under the goal, always remember, the goal under the goal is how you're going to feel. And not just how you're going to feel at the outcome that you're looking for, you know, that final goal way off in the horizon, but how you're going to feel in the process of pursuing that valuable goal. Because that's really what life is. The life is the process not the final outcome, right? So we better have something we love doing that energizes us and that gives us those feelings that we're all searching for. Joy, peace, security, contentment. Now, of course, if you listen to me, you know that uh, I follow Jesus, so I believe that you gotta have that to have all of those things. But he has put gifts and talents and desires inside of us that we follow that process that we feel we're being called to do, that purpose that we have inside of us, those things are going to come. And that's what's going to fill the hole in you, not this final outcome of some goal you think is going to do it. So to me, there's a pretty easy formula. Purpose plus passion equals joy. So do you want to be more excited about your career, your spouse, your relationships, your family, your spiritual development? Do you want freedom to control your own time and career and vacation and life? Freedom to travel the world with the people you love? Do you want to generate abundant amounts of income so you can do everything you've ever dreamed of? Take care of your family, give to others, help people. How would that make you feel? Why must you change your life? And once you figure that out, you can move on to what you want and how to start doing it. Really, that's it. Washington Irving said, great minds have purposes. Others have wishes. So as always, we got to do some action, right? Got to take action. So here are some empowering questions to ask yourself, to write down the answers to, to then start developing your plan that you can take action on every day. One, what's your why? That's always number one, right? The reason you're willing to do the work to change your life. What's your gift? What talent, skills, abilities to do certain things easier and better than others do you have? And, and of those gifts, talents, skills, and abilities, which ones do you really enjoy doing? What's your purpose? It fits right in with the why, of course. I mean, it's just another way to say it. The reason or reasons you were put on this earth. If you knew it was impossible to fail, what would you do? Greg, I've heard that before. All these you've heard before. But have you taken the time to sit down and write the answers to them? They're great questions for a reason. If you knew it was impossible to fail, what would you do? What are you doing when you feel great? What type of work are you doing when you feel like you're in the zone, in the flow, like time just flies by because you're just doing what you were born to do? What things have you done that you're passionate about and bring you joy? What things have you done that you felt brought meaning to your life? Meaning to your life. Think about that. What are you great at or what could you become great at? Because you're willing to put in the time. What do you really want to do that you're embarrassed to tell someone? Ooh, I like that one. That could really get you some deep, deep answers. 
What would your dream job look like? Write down every detail of what it would be like. What would a terrific relationship with your spouse look like? What do you want to change? No, what do you have to change? Because if you just want to, eh, maybe. You have to, that's different. I want to lose weight to look better. I have to lose weight because the doctor said I'll die if I don't. Those are different things. What would be bad about staying exactly the way you are? What would be great if you changed? What would make the changes worth all the time and effort it's going to take to do it? What is play for you that's work for everyone else? That's one of my faves. If you didn't have to make money, what would you do? What kind of people energize you when you're around them? Where do you find them? What do they do? And kind of a close cousin to that question, who are three people in your life that you admire? What are they doing? So get your journal out right now and answer those questions. Get quiet and still and think deep. See, surface thinking and surface living is not getting you what you want. You've got to go down deep into yourself and pull out your why. Pray on it. Meditate on it if you don't pray. Take time. Think about it. It's worth every minute you take. Take at least 30 minutes, I would think. Uh, probably more than that to write them down. Take your favorite questions. You don't have to answer them all. But listen, magic happens when we write our thoughts down. It makes it more real. It comes in really real in a different way than when you just think about it in your head. So make it as real and emotional as you can. It's your life. And it is not going to become what you want by accident. I hope this podcast resonates with you. And if it does, go to gregorybnapp.com. Find out more about my book and my free gift for you on how to find your purpose. Gregorybnapp.com. It's in the show notes as well. And, and after you do that, I, I want to continue and follow up on this whole thinking thing. You know, I'm, I'm big on thinking. A man is what he thinks about all day long. So I think you need to think your way to success. See, a large part of how successful you are or how successful you will become, and of course, you got to define what success is for you, but a large part of that is determined by how you think about yourself. Do you think you can be successful? I'm saddened every day when I talk to people and they're like, I don't know. I don't really think so. I think this is as successful as I'm ever going to get. Well, then you're right. Do you think you're smart enough, talented enough, connected enough? Do you think you deserve to be successful? Do you think successful people are evil? I mean, some of these thoughts can really hurt you. Do you think as if you're an employee or do you think as if you're an owner? Um, Greg, I am the employee. I'm not the owner. Well, maybe. Because to me, really, you're always the boss. No matter where you work, you are the boss of what you do because you can make choices. Now, you might say, oh, Greg, I can't make choices. The boss makes choices for me. Well, you can choose not to work there. You can choose how you respond to what you're being asked to do. You can choose what type of work you put in. You can choose to learn more than you're currently asked to do. You can choose to do more at your job than you're asked to do and watch these great things happen because people notice there are so many things you get to choose and we start to tell ourselves we don't. We don't have a choice. It's not true. There's always a choice. But Greg, I'm the employee. I'm not the owner. Okay. If you think like an employee, you'll get employee results. But if you think like the owner, you'll start to get owner results, either at that job or at another one. 
If you want owner salary, owner benefits, owner results, you have to start thinking like the owner. So you might say how? Well, have you ever heard of Richard Montañez? Now, this guy is a first-generation Mexican immigrant. He didn't speak English well. He had trouble figuring out his purpose. Dropped out of high school. Worked the field, some other odd jobs. He finally got work as a janitor at the Frito-Lay plant in California. One of them. So by the mid-80s, Frito-Lay was not doing so great. Tough times. And as a way to boost morale, the CEO at the time recorded a message, video message, disseminated it to the company's 300,000 employees. And the CEO said this, hey, I want everyone to think like owners of this business. I want everyone to look for ways to improve the company and make it more competitive. And most of the employees watched the video and kind of ignored it. Company rah-rah, I got to get back to work. Richard took it to heart. He said, here's my invitation. Here's the CEO telling me, the janitor, that I can act like an owner? He said, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew I was going to act like the owner. Well, Richard likes spicy foods. So one day, thinking like the owner, inspiration. He said, I see the corn man adding butter, cheese, and chili to the corn. And I thought, what if I add chili to a Cheeto? You know, that's the Mexican street corn with the chili on it. So he goes home, he experiments, and his friends and his family love these spicy Cheetos. Now, Richard could have stopped right there or just sold them to some friends in the neighborhood. Nope. He kept thinking like the owner. He called the CEO. This is how that call went. Mr. Enrico's office, who is this? Uh, Richard Montañez. What division are you with? California. You're the VP overseeing California? No, I work at the Rancho Cucamonga plant. Oh, so you're the VP of operations? No, I work inside the plant. Oh, you're the plant manager? No, I'm the janitor. The assistant to the CEO paused for what seemed like an eternity and said, One moment. What? Yes, one moment. So the CEO comes on the line. The CEO was so impressed that he said he'd be at the plant in two weeks and wanted Richard to give him a presentation on the new snack. So Richard goes out, he buys the first tie he's ever owned, gets a marketing strategy book from the library, writes up a little thing, and he goes for it. The CEO loved his concoction and Flaming Hot Cheetos were born. Flash forward, Richard has become the executive VP, multicultural sales and community activation for PepsiCo North America, serves on several boards, has spoken to the United Nations, has met presidents, and he says it's all the result of what he calls his PhD, poor, hungry, and determined, and thinking like the owner. So what can you do to think like the owner? This dude was a janitor who didn't speak English very well, and look what's happened to him. What can you do to think like the owner? What new idea or way of doing things can make a big difference? What goals can you set? And why? See, it really doesn't matter what your title is. It doesn't matter where you work. You really are your own boss. You get to decide if you work, where you work, what type of work you do, how to increase the value you provide, how and if you continue to grow, and where you're going to work next. You get to decide to be happy or miserable. You really do. You get to choose that every day. Or to do something about how you feel right now. Take your passion and purpose, your why. Turn it into something that serves others. Become great at what you do with that purpose. Become so great at it they can't ignore you. And man, you are on your way. You get to choose your life. Don't give that power away to anyone or anything. Now, of course, I'm not Pollyannish here. There are consequences to choices. 
let you get to make those choices. Don't give your power to decide to someone else. Don't give your power to decide to society or circumstances or a bad mood. If it feels like someone else is making these decisions for you, it's time to reclaim your power. Do what it takes to make the choices you want to make. Use your power to pursue your passion and purpose. No matter where you work, no matter what you do, no one can stop you from thinking like the owner except you. W.E. Henley said, I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Ho, 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 ho. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Now that is empowering, but it's also a little scary because now you're taking responsibility for your life. Not someone else, not your boss, not your spouse, not society, not politics, not politicians, not the economy. You. Yeah, it's a little scary, but it sure is freeing. You may need to keep working somewhere that isn't your ideal choice. I get that for sure. I've done it. And that's okay. While you're there, do your best. Think like the owner. Keep working to make the right choices to create your extraordinary life. Look for ways you can get promoted or or find a job that you like better in another place or start doing your side hustle to become your own business. You can do it. I mean, I've had to do it multiple times in my life. I worked as a ditch digger at a construction site with a master's degree in counseling psychology because (laughs) I was pursuing a job in that and hadn't gotten it yet. I worked overnights at a mental health facility while starting my radio career so I could do both. I kept working on the radio and even sold insurance while I worked on my speaking, coaching, and podcasting business. So yeah, you, you, you do some things that aren't your favorite choice, but you still get to choose. And you can make them as fun and enjoyable as possible by the way you choose to do your work. Keep learning and developing your skills wherever you are right now. You're going to use them. You're going to use them all as you make the choices to get where you want to be. Don't waste your time in the wilderness. Don't waste your time in the pasture. Develop those skills. Arthur Ashe said, to achieve greatness, start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can do. So here's my question I'd love for you to email me. It's Greg at GregoryBnap.com. The email is in the show notes. What can you do to think like the owner where you are right now? What new idea or way of doing things could make a big difference? Let's go. I hope this podcast resonates with you. And if it does, go to GregoryBnap.com. Find out more about my book and my free gift for you on how to find your purpose. GregoryBnap.com. It's in the show notes as well.